Hello and welcome back to a preview edition of the Para Podcast. Hamish isn't available again this week, so stepping into the hosting duties is myself, John, also known as 4020. It's going to be a rapid fire pod this week as we do the previews for the weekend. And joining me to hash it out very quickly is Birdie. Yeah, how's it going? Good to have you on, mate. And Ham. Ayo. Yeah, we've got to be a little bit less verbose than usual, boys. We're going to quickly smash through it. Um, not much general news to talk about, just quickly injuries. Eels uh, do pick up two more. Mitch Rains out for a week with a sternum injury from the New South Wales Cup. Jacob Arthur also had an uh, appendicitis, so he had an appendectomy. He's out for a couple of weeks. I think that means we've got eight or nine players in the injury ward right now. It's ridiculous, but the Eels just have to roll with the punches. Speaking of rolling with the punches, boys, let's get right into the weekend action. It's a triple header out at Redfern as the Eels take on the Rabbitohs in all three grades of the Junior Reps. Ironmark High Performance Centre, formerly Redfern Oval. Kicks off at 10 o'clock a.m. in the Tasha Gale. The high-flying Eels, who are sitting on third in the ladder, taking on uh, the much more lowly placed Rabbitohs. For the Eels, a couple of big inclusions this week. One big out as well in the centres, but they look like this. Uh, at fullback is Debbie Duhi. Uh, Alicia Bell, who comes onto one flank, the sharpshooter, will partner Amina Karnj on the other wing. Patessa Leo and Tamir Liadio in the centres. In the halves, it's Talara Bamblett and Rosemary Beckett, who have been outstanding throughout the course of 2022. Front row features Petalina Atoa, Ruby, uh, Ruby John Kennard in captain and also prop forward. Ashley Pottinger at dummy half. Back row, Talisha Maeva, Kayana Lockini. Kayana Lockini. Sorry, can't always butcher that one. At lock forward, Sama Tarari. On the bench, Casey Q, uh, Mela Nukuo, Akuola Lalu. Lala, sorry, Lala. Uh, and Lalani Tua with Holly Chapman running out the bench. Uh, the 18th lady is Catalina Vave. They're taking on the Rabbitohs ham. This is a game that a girl should win and consolidate that spot in the top four. And a win this week goes a long way towards booking a berth in the finals, the first ever time for the girls. Yep, definitely should win. Um, Rabbitohs haven't won a game, so... Mm-hmm. And yeah, this, this can be a bit of a trap game, but if they keep doing what they've been doing all year, um, they'll get, they'll count for the Rabbitohs and get those two points, those vital competition points. And really looking forward to seeing what they do. Second game of the triple header is the Harold Matthews, of course. It kicks off at 11.30 a.m. couple of changes for the Eels after seeing off the North City Bears last week. Uh, we got Muhammad Alamadine at fullback, Luke Maroon and Richard Penasini on the wings. Penasini a bit unlucky to move from centre to wing this week after starring against the Bears at that right centre role. But speaking of centres, Michael Gabriel be at one and Junior Fagalele the other. Blaze Talangi and Lorenzo Talatina are the halves. In the front row, Sam Tuovati and Jacob Bobby John are the props. Uh, Buds Matthew Arthur at dummy half. Back row, Sharbel Shahadi and Tyrese Lakeni on the wings. Kobe Herford at lock forward. Plenty of beef in the forwards there for the Eels. Zaitis Maguatutia starts the bench lineup with Sebastian Piacala, Jordan Uta and Jordan Feliono. Uh, 18th man is Josiah Funaluta. They're taking on another team. Uh, all three games, sorry. All three games feature the Rabbitohs being at the lower end, the ad, lower end of the ladder, but in the mats and bore, it's a relatively equal seating before the Eels and the Rabbitohs. This is a game that could go either way, but if the Eels can hold onto the bore and just hold um, hold their line defensively as well on the goal line, I expect them to come away with the two points hand, but given what we've seen this year, it's a little bit volatile. Uh, yeah, it's it's not a hard game. Hold the ball. Um, a lot of times you can just sort of crash over in these, sort of in these games. Um, it might not be exciting, but it gets the wins. And I, I think these two teams need the wins at the moment because um, Parramatta teams play finals football. Yeah, so Eels, obviously, in both the ball and the mats, need to win out and have results go their way in order to make an unlikely run to the finals. The first week of results wasn't too bad for them. So they just got to keep taking care of business and hope that the rest sorts itself out. Speaking of taking care of business, the final game of the Saturday triple header kicks off at 1 o'clock in the ball. Eels unchanged from a really tough win over the North Sydney Bears. 
They now take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs, getting a slice of all the inner parts of Sydney across a couple of weeks. They look like this with Patrick Spence at fullback, Totona Jr. right, and Suliasi Aho on the wings. Declan Murray and Freeman Forsyth are the centres. Terence Lafay and Rawi Canning are 5'8 and halfback respectively. In the front row, we've got Lance Forlima at one prop, Yaya Iyachi at dummy half, and captaining the team at the other prop forward position is Saxon Pryke. Back row, Daniel Reardon, Dom Destratus on the edges, Nicholas Lenars at lock forward. On the bench, Jacob Davis, Marcus Atoa, Ibrahim Fakri, and Joshua Alzahim. 18th man is Dom's twin brother, Rafael Destratus. Once again, like I mentioned earlier, Ham, uh, Rabideau's not doing too flash in this grade, but also neither the Eels. They've got the advantage of having one extra draw on the record, so just slightly ahead of them on the ladder. But um, they played nice physical football against the Bears. Once again, if they can back it up this week against the Rabideaus, they'll put themselves in a good stead to win. It's just a matter of whether they can you know, cut down on the self-inflicted errors and, and stop hurting themselves. Yeah, sort of when you put these uh, backup players in, they they tend to do better just because they're fighting to impress for next season. So um, hopefully they carry that uh, form and momentum from last round into this round and we see another win out at uh, Redford Oval. Yes, sir. And that wraps up the uh, junior reps round seven there in that competition. Just two more rounds left after that as we try and uh, make up for lost time due to that Incredible downpour we had over three weeks. Eels looking to make a charge in the Tasha Gale. Need to win out in the Matson Bourne order to have a chance. Going to follow those stories as they develop in the next two weeks. But for now, take care of business, take care of business against the Rabbitohs and see what that leaves you with in the coming weeks. Moving on to the senior grades now, we kick off with the jersey flag. Eels coming off a 22-12 victory against the Cronulla Sharks in round two, their first win of the season. They now travel to Melbourne uh, in the state of Victoria, they're taking on the Victorian Thunderbolts at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Technically, it's the curtain raiser to the NRL, but they're not playing inside Amy Park. They're playing adjacent at Gosh's Paddock, and they're going to be looking like this. Uh, actually unchanged, but with some cosmetic changes in the benches, guys. Swept jerseys around. Uh, at fullback and captain of the team is Corey Fenning, Arthur Miller-Steven, and Matthew Komalafi on the flanks. Josh Tulpilotto and Charlie Geimer bring a mix of youth and experience to that centre positions. Dantore Louis and Ethan Sanders will steer the team around at 5'8 from halfback. Jack Colavati, fresh off a real good game against the Sharks, will be in the front row of David Hollis. Cruz Natili Schmidt will be steering the team around from dummy half. Nikau Raphael and Cruz's brother Felix Natili Schmidt in the edges. Ryan Jones lock forward. On the bench, David Tui, Jaden Skinner, Larry Muaga Tutia, and Brock Parker. Lachlan Blackburn, 18th man, but good to see him back from what I presume was a stint due to injury. They're taking on the undefeated Thunderbolts, Ham. They're two from two. Eels, one from two, but could have easily been two from two as well, pending a few decisions against the Dragons. Chance for the Eels to build. Hopefully they can get the Bickies on Saturday. Yeah, I think this team uh, being so young, they've got a a lot of young players, a lot of new faces um, building into the season. So, um, you know, we don't know. They might have built into it already. So, um, again, hopefully after winning against the Cronulla Sharks on the weekend, they go down to Melbourne. They've got two uh, Melbourne locals in the team. Hopefully that sort of spurs them on and they get yeah, another win and have a two-win streak uh, coming into round four where we can see them again. The Nutili Schmidt brothers, for those who are curious who the Melbourne talent is in Parramatta's lineup. So, yeah, they're going to be taking on the Thunderbolts. Hopefully they can get the Bickies. And I think a win, you know, it's early season, so it's a lot of volatility in the ladder, but a win there catapults them right up towards top four early running in the season, which is always nice. But yeah, just seeing what uh, Simon Wolford, the German, is doing with his team has been really promising. New faces, young guys, bit of experience there too. He's managed to get them to play a really you know solid brand of football and hopefully that continues as the season unfolds. 
But let's move on to the New South Wales Cup, boys. And this is an interesting one as the Eels continue to roll with the punches from the first grade sort of fallout as uh, players are caught up and guys are hurt. <clears throat> Ryan Carr, who was linked with a move to Leeds, I think, next year in the press today. He's always been highly rated over in the ESL. Might get a chance to coach one of the top flight teams there. But for now, he's coaching the Eels and the Reggies. They'll be out at Aubrey Keats Reserve on Sunday, 3 o'clock p.m., taking on the Mounties. Uh, who maybe gave the uh, the Dolphins some inspiration, eh? The Mounties, the Dolphins, don't need to be from a place, just a, a team. And <clears throat> they look like this with Hayes Perham at fullback, Solomon Inaduki and uh, Zach Senior, who makes his return from a one-week layoff on the wings. Samuel Loizu and John Oliver in the centres. Captain the team from 5'8", is Jordan Rankin. Jack A. Williams will partner him in the halves, assuming that he is fit. There was a bit of a talk about him copping a knock uh, up in the head or throat on the weekend, so hopefully he's okay. In the front row, you've got Ofehi Ogden and Kai Rodwell. Brendan Hands gets his first start at dummy half with Mitch Rain out due to that sternum injury. In the back row, Dan Keir and Bryce Cartwright. Lock forward, first start for the young man, just three games into his cup career. Peter Tatio getting the call. Really looking forward to seeing what the young man can do as a starter. On the bench, you've got Luca Moretti, Keaton Walkington-Meads, Jaden Yates, good to see him back, the uh, forward utility there for the Eels, and Max Lehman, who is the backline utility, so plenty of utility value on the bench there for Ryan Carr. They're taking on Mounties, who, like the Eels, are one from two to start the season. But uh, as we'll mention beforehand when we were chatting offline, or sort of offline, uh, the Mounties, we don't think they're affiliated with any NRL team this year, so they're sort of flying on their lonesome and taking on um, some pretty talented teams as a result. Hopefully the Eels can get the the result here, and they should, because they've played some good football on the Ryan Carr, even if they didn't play their best football against the Newtown Jets in round two. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um it's an interesting game with uh, Brendan Hands and Peter Tateo making their starting debuts for the club. Really interested to see uh, young Brendan Hands, how he, he goes in his limited time on the field. Um, he's played hard, he's played fast, so, you know, see how he stretches that over uh, 60, 70 minutes will be interesting to watch. Um, and obviously big Peter Tateo really handled the uh, physicality of, of New South Wales Cup so far. And good to see him progress so quickly. I wasn't expecting. I wasn't even expecting him to play New South Wales Cup this season. Yeah, so. and lo and behold, round one is there. So <clears throat> exactly, and you know, after two rounds, he's now in the starting thirteen. So really good progression from the young man. Yeah, good to see a young prospect. You know, stepping up to a harder level and making that jump with the pressure of expectation on his shoulders. Done very well. Hopefully, he continues to develop across the season. Now he took it. Uh, took. Now we take the podcast to the. Two main events on the weekend, starting with the NRLW, which is a huge game, final regulation game of the twenty or the postponed twenty twenty one season, but it's in twenty twenty two. Obviously, Eels taking on the Brisbane Broncos up in Brisbane at Suncorp Stadium, one forty five p.m. kickoff on Sunday. It's the last game of the round. The Eels will know their fate um, because there are quite a few permutations at play here. Eels currently in third, but uh, for and against, likely going to be a, likely going to be the tiebreaker amongst the Eels, Roosters, and Titans. Uh, if the Roosters and Titans win and the Eels win, for and against, obviously a factor. Eels currently zero differential. Uh, Titans negative six, Roosters negative nine. So there's not much between all three teams. <clears throat> but yeah, if Eels win and the other two teams win, for and against is a factor. Eels lose and one of the other two teams lose, four and against is a factor. Uh, all three teams lose. Uh, sorry, just like I said, just saying all three teams lose, four and against is a factor. But if the Eels win and only one of those two teams win, four and against, not a factor. So that's the important thing to know there. Um, they're taking on a very talented Broncos outfit. I mean, star power all across the park. Tamika Upton, uh, you've got Captain Ali Brigginshaw, Millie Boyle in the front row. Uh, you know, just absolute stars across the entire team. But they were... Humbled by the Gold Coast Titans last week. Eels beat the Titans themselves, which means, you know, the 
power of transfer and or what's it called the what's the exact one I'm looking for here the uh, relativity relative yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah so uh, the football theory of relativity or relative properties means that the Eels can obviously beat the uh, Broncos and while I'm being a little bit facetious there. I think the Eels have shown that they can take it to any team in the NRLW. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, sort of polishing those little aspects that have hurt them, like the slow start against the Roosters and letting that ball bounce. But for this must-win, or not quite must-win game, but it'd be obviously be a lot better if they do make it a win. They look like this with Botil Vetti Welsh at fullback, Tyna Navidi and Rakia Horn on the wings, Tiana Penatani and Abby Church, who was wearing the 15, curiously, at the starting centres, Emily Curtin, the youngster partners, the experienced veteran, and Maddie Studden in the halves, Front row, you've got the young bookend, Philomena Hanisi, with the uh, firebrand, Kennedy Charrington, in the front row, Nita Maynard at dummy half. <clears throat> Christian Pio, who Ham and I have been really impressed with in the last couple of games, on the left edge, Jamie Ann Wright on the right. That's beautifully written there, isn't it? She's uh, Jamie Ann Wright. Samaya Mattel for captains of the team from lock forward, been fantastic all year, expected to do so again against the Broncos. On the bench, Shirley Malungi, Serena Naitokotoka, Ellie Johnston, and Christine Pauly. Extend the roster, Josefi Daniels, Tamaya kelly Signs, Mariva Swan, Jade Efferton, Tess Staines, Katrina Fippen, and Therese Eiton. Like I said, boys, taking on the might of the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, Going to know their, how their, sort of, their future is panned out because their last game of the round coming into it. They shouldn't let that affect what their overall game plan is, which is to go out there and kick Brisbane's ass. How do we see this one? Yeah, it's going to be a really tough game. Broncos are just loaded with superstars. They've got that team chemistry of playing the past three or four seasons together. Um, but again, I, th- I think we've settled on a team. Um, I-, I like our halves pairing now. I think that uh, they complement each other very well. They get the ball out to their outside players, the stronger runners of the football. Um, it's going to be a tough one, but they've just got to make sure, you know, that if, if even if they lose, losing by six points could be very, very crucial. Yeah, exactly. That margin of error, oh, sorry, margin of error in a game where, you know, victory defeat means a lot. You know, every point means a huge point, uh, sorry, a huge, a huge amount. And it might come down to the fact that we lose to the Broncos, but a late penalty might mean we should go for for the two points. For, you know, if we know that the Titans and Roosters have finished on a certain points differential, that, you know, losing by four points or six points instead of eight or six respectively is what would be the difference to make the final. So we've got to keep track of that. But yeah, just in general, it's a huge litmus test for our ladies. Broncos are the back-to-back-to-back free-time uh, NRLW champions. You know, being able to go toe-to-toe with them would mean a lot heading into a potential finals berth. Uh, like I said, kick off for that one, 1.45 p.m. on Sunday. You can catch that on all major broadcasters, Fox, uh, Nine, and KO. And yeah, just get there and cheer our ladies home because it's going to be huge. But before we get to watch them on Sunday, we're going to be going to Melbourne on Saturday night. Somehow this game is in the 5.30 p.m. slot. Don't ask me how. But the Melbourne Storm, perennial powerhouses, Eels, the you know sort of rising contenders. But yeah, just consign them to one of the you know uh, least watched slots on on Fox. Who who cares? Both teams though battling some huge injury tolls uh, for Melbourne. Obviously, in the first round they lost George Jennings and Brandon Smith, although he is named the extended roster this week. Uh, but that's been compounded by a outbreak of COVID amongst their uh, what should we call a house that's got three hookers, Ham and Birdie. Oh jeez! Yeah, what's 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 the exact term we can use when you've got Brandon Smith and uh, <clears throat> uh, Harry Grant and uh, Tyron Wishart all living in the same place? What do you call that sort of residence? I don't know. I don't. Well, wanna... uh, maybe not those three hookers, but a fun house. Yeah, I, I don't want to get us uh, get us resolved. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's uh, the share house. There has uh, had an outbreak of COVID, starting of Harry Grant, which has led to uh, Ryan Wishart. Ryan, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, Tyron Wishart also being pulled out of his game, although they were both named. Um, Brandon Smith's status is still up in the air, but he has a broken hand, so 
It's only been two weeks since then. Who knows if he's going to take place in the team. Storm looked like this, though, after all that preamble. Ryan Pappenhausen at fullback, Dean Aremia and Xavier Coates on the wings, Ramus Smith and the powerful Justin Olam in the centres, Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes, that formidable halves duo, a captain of the team from front row, Jesse Bromwich, Hill partner Nelson and Sofa Solomona in the front row of Harry Grant, named, but he's not playing. Tyron Wishart was at 14, he's not playing. Huge question marks over Brandon Smith. Um, potentially Jaden Rick- Nicarima comes in from the extended roster to play dummy half, but who knows. But the rest of the team looks like this with uh, Felice Kafusi and Kenny Bromwich on the edges, Josh King lock forward. On the bench, Tyron Wishart initially named at 14. He'll be replaced. But Alec McDonald, Trent Loyero, and Tepai Moroa, former Eel, they're all expected to play, obviously. Uh, extended roster, Chris Lewis, Nick Meany, Jonah Pezzett, Jaden Nicarima, Will Warbrick, Brandon Smith, and uh, Suel Alvi Falogo. Um, so looking at that extended roster, Nick Meany, um, he could be the dumb, not dummy half, he could be the bench utility to replace. Tyron Wishart with uh, Jaden Nicarima potentially being the dummy half court into the long-term relief there for round three. I don't know what other options they've got on that extended roster. If Brandon Smith's healthy, obviously, or, or relatively healthy, he could go, but he's got both COVID question marks and a broken hand hanging over him. Have to wait and see how they shake up as the team list gets trimmed. For the Eels, though, a couple of changes this week. Captain the team or co-captain the team from fullback Quentin Gufferson, Wanga Blake and Bailey Simonson on the wings. Will Penasini, Tom Opacic in the centres. Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses in the 5'8 and half positions, respectively. Big Reg, Reagan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Polo, the other co-captain for the Eels in the front row. Reed Money, dummy half. Sean Lane and Isaiah Papa Lee on the edges. Nathan Brown moves from the interchange back to his preferred position of starting lock forward. Very good against the Sharks, looking to build on that this week. On the bench, though, Eels going with uh, the big boy season. Makahesi Makatoa, Woody Wirimu Greg, Ray Stone and Oregon Kafusi. Four forwards, plenty of beef there. Extend the roster for the Eels. And I'm pretty certain this is all the uh, fit players we have left in the club, by the way. Bryce Cartwright, Brendan Hands, Kai Rodwell, Hayes Perham, Solomon Oduki, Luca Moretti, and Samuel Luizu. Yeah, I'm pretty certain that it's just the rest of our top 30 as it stands, um, and maybe some development players in there too. Um, but yeah, they'll be taking on the Storm at 5.30pm, boys. Obviously a huge game. Uh, Storm, uh, after having a scare against the West Tigers in round one, nearly got gunned down by the undermanned Rabbitohs. Um, that was a rather crazy game. So they're actually two from two from the season. The Eels just one from two after dropping the game against Cronulla, but a chance to right the ship and knock over one of their sort of uh, fellow premiership contenders this week. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough one. Uh, you look at that starting pack. We always have trouble with a Sofa Solomona, but I think with Brownie back, that leading that line speed. But then after that, you have got to think about Jesse Bromwich, Felice Cafuzzi, Kenny Bromwich. It's it's nonstop. With so those. many then, seasoned know, veterans too that just know how to work the game. Yeah, that's right, and um, we did it. We did a fairly good job on our, uh, the poop, the Poopenhausen um, last season. So you know you got to think about him. Um, Xavier Coates in the air, just super athletic. Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes. M- Melbourne are just relentless, and you know going back, going down there, um, it's going to be a really tough one. But hopefully this game we've lift, we're going to lift the intensity. We're going to match Melbourne, and we're going to beat Melbourne in Melbourne. I like the uh, optimism there, Ham, and I like the, just the, the, not just the optimism, but that mindset. That's how the Eels need to approach this game. They, they know they can do it. They kicked Melbourne's ass up in Brisbane last year in round 24 uh, against the fully strength you know, Melbourne outfit ahead of the finals, and we didn't have Reed Marnie. We had Joey Lussick there at dummy half, and we really took it to him. Uh, but that's got to be the mindset. Bertie, how are you going to – how would you have the Eels take the Melbourne Storm on this weekend? Uh, we'll wait for Bertie to reconnect for us there. But it, I, uh, sorry, I had the mic muted by accident. Um, I'm loving the team how it's listed, you know. Um, yeah, Ray Stone pissed me off last week, and I wanted him dropped. But 
we're going in. We're going in there with three props on the bench. You know, we had to get bigger. Like you looked at last week. You know, the the stop, like the Sharks bashed us. Then, you know, as much as we, you know, we praise Junior and Reg for playing for seventy minutes. That's that's fine and dandy, but you still need muscle on the bench. So, you know, I could have probably said drop Stone. It might be a bit harsh for like Ogden or Rodwell, but hey, you know, I'm happy that um, Widemu's getting a chance. And yeah, I think um, it's like people say, it's, you know, it's a battle of the forwards this week. Yeah, that's that's. But I'm talk- that's probably like the undercard. But I'm talking about Jerome Hughes versus Moses. I reckon that that's the main, you know, the main uh, main challenge. You know, uh, Jerome Hughes most likely will re-sign with the Storm, so that they kind of build around him. But uh, I feel as though it's Moses v um, Hughes this weekend. Yeah, I can't wait for it. You know, we have got um, Xavier Coates um, against Bailey Simonson. I think that's true. But uh, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting, you know, like no, it'll be uh, Coates versus Wanger, I believe. Oh, well, even better. That's you know them two. <laughs> Fairly big athletes, you know, uh, fairly quick, and you know, it'll be like it'll literally be like an AFL mark contest out there, you know, kick it to them and see who um can catch it. But other than that, uh, yeah, uh, it's gonna be interesting. Penasini uh, up against um, wait, did I get this right? Yeah, Penasini up against uh, Olam, so it'll be interesting. You know, he he's he's versed a lot of um established centers, you know, even before he made his first grade debut. So this is just another one he can tick off and um. Yeah, add it to his belt. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. The forwards is an appetizer, but it's down to Moses and Hughes. Well, Penasini locked horns of Olam in round 24, I believe, and acquitted himself very well against the uh, rampaging Papua New Guinean. So really, Murata had Murata kept him in check as well Murata in the did earlier a great game. Job, that's right. Uh, in their matchup there in the centres, way back in that rainy game in round two. So yeah, um, this is a a big test of both teams that are, you know, sort of battling some serious injuries. And I think a lot of pundits are going to read too much into this result one way or another. But for the Eels, a chance to get a bit of a monkey off their back, although they've actually been all right against Melbourne in more recent times. Uh, they haven't won against Melbourne in Melbourne since going back to the Brian Smith era, which I believe Paul Crawley was reveling in, in his big article uh, for the papers tomorrow, uh, which has been posted online, which is why I'm talking about it now. Uh, so, yeah, a chance to write the. Wait, hang on. Didn't, didn't we beat them a few years ago where Pritchard. Sorry, here's, here's the, the, the cherry picking here is that the Eels haven't oh, beaten yeah. Melbourne uh, in Melbourne outside of Origin period. Oh, was, yeah, so oh, there's been yeah. games where all their, all their stars have backed up from Origin, but because it's Origin period, it doesn't count. You know, it's not the same as, as a win, despite, you know, having all this extra talent that the Storm have. But yeah, so that, that was Crawley's bone to pick today with the, the Eels or tomorrow to pick the Eels. But. Yeah, a chance to get that little cherry pick stat uh, off the um, off the tree and then off then into the uh, the pickers bound, uh, pickers bunch. Sorry, but yeah, so <clears throat> this one, it's a. I think the Eels get it done, boys. I think a uh, bit of a wake up call against the Sharks, who were very emotionally fired up in their return to Shark Park or Points Bet Stadium on the weekend, and even considering everything that went wrong between Cronulla being fired up and up for the contest and some really dubious refereeing decisions, the Eels still only lost by two points. I think they're going to, you know, parlay that sort of missed opportunity into being really fired up against Melbourne. All happens at 5.30 p.m. obviously on Fox and KO2 if you've got that. How do we see this one playing out when all is said and done? What's going to be the uh, the score margin? Who's going to score the first try? You can throw in your MVP if you care for it, boys. I'll let Bertie go first. Bertie, um, you lead us <laughs> off. You're the, the lead-off hitter here. Yeah, so, like, I think we'll get the job done. You know, we if we're fair income about us being the top four um, team and, you know, this is our year, we have to get the job done. So I'm not, I'm not going for a flogging. I'm going to say 22-18. Mm-hmm. And uh, first try score, I'm going to go Gufferson. Usually I go um, Young Will, but, you know, he hasn't scored for, um, for a bit, so I might, you know, do the reverse mock. 
For young, I'm going to go with Young Guffo. Not Young Guffo, sorry. He's always Young King, Guffo. King, apparently in the Discord, King Gunko. King Gunko. Yeah, so um, yeah, him, uh, 22-18, first try scorer. And MVP, Moses, of, all, of course. I think Moses will have, he'll set up all four tries. Ooh, like <laughs> I'll take there. And um, yeah, I, I, I think we'll win. We'll just do enough to win, to get the job done. Beautiful. Ham? I'm thinking a much closer game. I'm going to say better. Closer than four points. Hey. Yeah. Sorry, man. 14 to the Storm 12. Ooh. With Junior Paulo as our first try scorer. I like it. I like it. He scored against them at Paris Stadium. Uh, oh, sorry, Combank uh, last year. You got Paris Stadium. I'll forgive you. Um, I call it Paris Stadium. <laughs> for me, yeah. um, so Birdie went 22, Ham went 14. I think the Eels will show a bit of class this week. Uh, I think they'll go 26 to 16, 10 point victory. Um, you know, to always to get a double digit win over the Storm is always a pretty solid achievement. So 26 10 would be 26 16. Jeez, blowing us out the 16 points there. 26 16 is uh, pretty reasonable in my books. First try scorer, I'm going to go. It's going to be a cracking battle between uh, Wanga Blake and Xavier Coates in the air. And I think Wanga will touch down first, or at least for the Eels. I don't know about the context of the overall match. And I can't go past Mitchell Moses like Birdie. Um, I think he's had a really nice start to the season. He's been fired up. He's been hammered by especially the Sharks, but the Titans too, and still hasn't you know shown any signs of taking a step backwards. Looking forward to him really you know steering the team around. And Dylan Brown too, who was uh, very good against Cronulla, and is, I, I scream internally every time he makes a big run and there's no one off him to take the offload. But hopefully those two can uh, get the Eels home. All the action from 5.30 p.m. there for the NRL on Sunday, 1.45 p.m. for the NRLW. It's a massive week end of football for boys, girls, uh, men and women of all ages. We've got, what is it, uh, three, four, five, six, six games of football, seven games of football, right? Seven games of football for the Blue and Gold. So there's no excuse not to have a weekend full of uh, uh, footy updates, whether it's uh, on TCT, on Foxtel, or 9. Make sure you catch all the action. Boys, I don't know if you've got anything you want to talk about before we sign off. I know it's been a rapid-fire podcast, but we had some technical difficulties uh, during yeah, the original <laughs> original recording of this where uh, we had to quickly uh, hash out everything again, which is why we rushed through the lower grades up until the NRLW where we gave some uh, more extensive uh, analysis. But, yeah, before we sign off, boys, in the absence of our glorious leader, anything you want to get off your chest? You know, confession, good for the soul, bad for the reputation? I've got nothing this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine. I haven't got up to mischief. You know, I've been, I've been behaving on Twitter, but, uh, you know, the, the, it's only Wednesday, so anything plenty, can happen. Plenty of Beautiful. Well, on that uh, nice little note, we're going to sign off. As always, thanks for stopping by and giving us a listen. We'll catch you guys uh, in the next review edition of the Para Podcast. Remember, OG Podcast, Para Podcast. <laughs> See you, Sam. Catch you later. Thank you.